Welcome to the Abbott Circle podcast. I'm Father Ambrose Christ, and I'm the novice master here at St. Michael's Abbey. We hope that you enjoy the following recording. To learn more about the Norbertines, visit theabbotcircle.com. God bless you. Read. The jar of flour shall not go empty, nor the jug of oil run dry, until the day when the Lord sends rain upon the earth. Do not be afraid. If you've ever observed young children walk down a sidewalk, you know that they often do charming things, childlike things, while they're walking. They might skip or kick a stone along in front of them or rattle a stick along the pickets of a fence while they walk. Or they might, and this is one of my favorite things to observe, They might try to keep their balance as they walk along the edge of the curb. All of these behaviors are natural and carefree and unselfconscious for children. But if you add in the element of an audience, hey mom, watch me, then somehow it's not so easy for the child to keep her balance and she steps off down into the curb. The scribes whom our Lord so often confronts and so often uses to make his point are especially concerned about their audience. Our Lord says, beware of these scribes who go around, like to go around in long robes and accept greetings in the marketplaces and so forth. These honorifics reveal just how caught up the scribes are in all those externals. Their problem is their undue concern for human respect and their motivation a poisonous one, vainglory. But behind their external pomp and vainglorious circumstance is an even deeper problem, fear. Our Lord continues, they devour the houses of widows and as a pretext recite lengthy prayers. You see, their lengthy prayers are nothing more than the tool these scribes use to gouge the pious widows who pay for all their show. What are the scribes afraid of? not having enough money in their pockets or food in their bellies. Behind their vainglory is fear, and that fear is a lack of trust in God's providence to care for them. That widow whom Elijah approaches for a meal gives us another example of lack of trust in God's providence, at least That's how the story begins. She has given up all hope of life or livelihood, and she explains to the prophet that she intends to throw in the towel to make one last meal for herself and her son, and then to sit down and await death. Now, her reasoning is not entirely unfounded since a woman in her position at that time 
really couldn't expect to be cared for. Nevertheless, her language reveals how this time she really has given up all hope. She says to Elijah, as the Lord your God lives, not the Lord our God or the Lord the God of our fathers, but the Lord your God. As the Lord your God lives, there is only a handful of flour in my jar and a little oil in my jug. It is as if her fear of being left unprovided for has finally given way to utter despair that God even exists at all. Or if he is there, he certainly isn't her Lord, for his providence doesn't include her. And how does the prophet Elijah respond? He says, Do not be afraid. The jar of flour shall not go empty, nor the jug of oil run dry. So behind the scribe's vainglory, we find fear. Behind the widow's despair, we find fear. A little child might very skillfully balance and unselfconsciously walk along the sidewalk's edge. But what happens if she attempts that balancing act up at the height of a gymnastic balancing beam, four feet off the ground? The stakes are quite a bit higher, and it's much scarier to step off that balancing beam accidentally than it was to step off the curb accidentally. And yet, if that little child can overcome her fear of a fall then she might even be able to somersault or flip to do all kinds of amazing tricks on that balancing beam. Overcoming her fear, she once again recaptures that unselfconscious and graceful ease. Jesus sat down opposite the treasury and observed how the crowd put money into the treasury. A poor widow came and put in two small coins worth a few cents. Unlike the widow from the first reading, this widow whom our Lord observes has overcome her fear. She displays the unselfconscious ease and graceful freedom of one dancing along the balance beam of life. It's not that she has nothing to risk. No. Our Lord says that she, from her poverty, has contributed all she had, even her whole livelihood. There's a kind of reckless abandon to her boundless trust in God. She can offer her whole life, her whole livelihood. And yet, she displays none of the pomp and circumstance that so characterize the fear of the scribes. She has abandoned herself She trusts God. My dear friends, our Lord knows very well how difficult life can be. There is the balancing act of managing a family and a household. There are those misunderstandings 
and betrayals and disappointments. We might find ourselves feeling stuck in our state in life or confused about God's holy will for us or simply struggling to make ends meet. He knows how difficult life can be. For we do not have a high priest, says the letter to the Hebrews, who was unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. So, my friends, we have access to an even greater source of confidence than did the widow in the gospel, an even greater source of confidence. We have Christ himself. That same letter to the Hebrews reminds us, Christ did not enter into a sanctuary made by hands, a copy of the true one, but heaven itself. That's where he entered and why. Listen to the reason for our confidence. That he might now appear before God on our behalf. That he might now appear knowing all that we fear, all that we suffer, all that we need. And even more, that same Lord Jesus interceding even now on our behalf even dwells within us by grace. Our confidence can be boundless, more than merely balancing as we walk along the curb or dancing along the balance being, balancing beam of life. We are elevated even higher We can walk tight ropes. We can even leap off into an abyss. We can fly. He is interceding on our behalf. He dwells within us by grace. Hebrews continues, Now, once for all, he has taken away our sin by his sacrifice. That one unique all-sufficient sacrifice, Calvary, is perpetuated on every Catholic altar through all time and in every place. And it is perpetuated here on this altar in this holy sacrifice. So may we draw near to this throne of grace, bring to it our widow's might, our life, our livelihood, our everything. And may we receive from it none other than Christ himself, the author of all grace and the source of all our confidence. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Abbott Circle Podcast. If you enjoyed listening or were spiritually nourished, please leave a review to help our podcast grow. Thanks again. God bless you.